Um, I mean, yeah, I'm in a very not. It's not a bad headspace. No, but it's a strange headspace. It's not where I would like to be. Well, here's the problem, and this isn't about your headspace, and I just made it about me again. I have Isn't every, that what we all do, though? I'm pretty sure what's been happening is everyone's been telling me, and I've been agreeing with them forever, but I never hear anything. And now as I'm using this GoPro everywhere I go, which this weekend I just, like, it was difficult, but I still filmed. I can't not hear the echoes around me of, like, you're literally a cult legend. And it just, it grew my frustration that basically I'm at a point of, like, Everyone knows who I am, but there's danger to what I've done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a very strange. It made me fired up, Peter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been, if you can't tell with my large, uh, unkempt facial hair, I haven't felt like being a rock and roll superstar on the road very much. But I've also been doing the most crazy road work of my career. This weekend was stupid. We're not recording, are we? We are. Oh, my God. Do you see this beard, Peter? I do. I was nervous you weren't going to show up back with I it. dropped the line at the end of the weekend, you know, just like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Jesus only had about a three-year run. I said, I got to cut this beard or they're going to think I'm on the same path. We're not going anywhere. I got so fired up by Sunday, but I need people to understand that physically and mentally, and it's not just objectively what happened during the weekend, but it's a culmination of leading the goddamn independent wrestling scene for the entirety of COVID, along with a few others. I'm not taking full blame. I'm taking three weeks off yeah, of wrestling for a few reasons. One is a date changed. Another is a date canceled. And another is a date didn't fill. And part of that time I'm going to spend celebrating my partner's birthday, which is very exciting. And I miss most holidays and uh, usual friend group adventures and trips like i'm not going to go to breckenridge in march with him because i'm in australia and you know i miss new year's with him because i'm wrestling you know you spend the spend the new year's trying to make that holiday dollar baby it's a fun party but people you we gotta we gotta get that money too uh and so i think this was kind of the culmination of like whatever this period was I'm about to eat into the next period. But this three-week period in between, I'm not making this up. I'm pretty sure you can go back and look. And not everything's on cage match, but a lot of cage matches there. I don't think I've ever taken a three-week break since Effie began. Like, way back when. And I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with myself. Obviously, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's definitely cool to miss three weeks of paid appearance fees. But I've never had this much time to kind of reassess and set a plan. And get things back into motion. I have gear being made right now. Guess what, Peter? It's exactly like my old gear. I felt so bad because the person who's doing my gear, they've done gear for Allie. They've done gear for a lot of cool people. And I don't know how to present to them in the same way of how I'm announced. In the same way of like, I don't know. She was presenting fabric options, Peter. And I didn't know how to politely say like, I literally don't give a fuck as long as it's fake leather and stretchy. And black. Yeah. She's like, well, what about these crystallized? And what about this? This is like more of a sheen hologram. And I said, I don't care. I said, they need to say daddy on my ass or Effie on my ass. They need to be black and they need to be shiny and they need to stretch while I wrestle. Because my legs feel like they're not getting the space they need. I'm not going to be comfortable. I want to put on a little Speedo. I want a waffle dick and some pantyhose. I want to put on my pleather boots. I want to kick you in the fucking face. That's my goal. 
I don't want to look different. I'm Ronald McDonald. You see that boy in a spiked pink jacket, some pantyhose, and black pleather stretchy trunks? You know who it is. Yeah. I'm not coming out different. I'm not adding a fucking Mr. Perfect singlet to the mix. I'm not wearing a tutu. I'm not listening to your suggestions. And I'm also, I need you to know this. This is a big step. I'm not emotionally affected even 0% by you asking me if I can help out with my rate. I noticed this recently. And I hate that it's always been this way, but I always feel a little bit of a tinge. I'm a business person. They're business people. Sometimes you want to help out. Sometimes you don't know the circumstances. No more, my friend. No more. The queen has bowed her staff and said, there's minimums now, baby. (laughs) So all of this is a confidence that I think wouldn't come unless I had literally road rashed my brain to the gravel as long as I could. Yeah. Three weeks is not a lot of time. No. But it is a lot of time. And I looked forward. This year is a fucking haul, baby. I'm dying to look at your chart right now. It's like an itch that I have to scratch. Yeah. And it's driving me fucking Dig it crazy. Up. Okay, Dig it up. It. It's our podcast, Peter. Isn't that what you said? Yes. Isn't that what you said, that it's our podcast? And I am I going to make a... Like, I just want to let everyone know... That Effie is not the only one fired up today. <laughs> yeah, Peter, you've you've uh and I don't want to say it's our night recordings that are more fired up, but this is I love our night recordings. I wish we did this more. Yeah, sometimes it's, when right I'm in now, the morning. right now we've been forced to do it circumstantially. Right. Because it is nice to just breeze in. But I don't know if I've collected my thoughts by the time we normally record. Yeah. Not to discount what comes out because no. it's valid and correct and entertaining and informative, but <laughs> 11 to 12 a.m. 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. is not always when I am in top-notch mental. I mean, we figured it out. We're both night charts. We are night charts. We both operate at night. I've never been a morning person. I can't believe, looking back, that I was at work at 7 a.m. six days a week for seven years doing a job that I did not really enjoy to make money. I, You know, that's a perfect segue. What I'm fired up about right now is that my life is dramatically changing we've been in that process for a while now we're finally getting to see what the other side looks like but we're not fucking there yet and it's starting to get a little frustrating and i have to remind myself that i'm exactly where it is that i'm supposed to be do you still do portraits like photography portraits i gotta have you hit some people up okay they hit me up today and we're asking i said i don't want to push this on him but it might be sick it's our it's our clothing friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, AJ, very He already sent it to you? Me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why haven't sweet I hired boy. him to be my assistant? I know. He was talking about layoffs at his job this week, and I was almost like... Because he was going to get you to do a private match, that's why. <laughs> okay, Peter, back to you, though. I'm not pulling this. I need to hear your fire. Um, I lost it. We'll have to come back to it. No, you can't lose your fire that quick. No, We're no, no, night no. boys. I'm, I'm, the fire's still there. The, the train of thought is left. Peter, part of me was thinking about last week's episode about if you were listening to the whole thing, it may have been confusing. <laughs> I had so many people that were like, what was the color he was talking about? Nail color. That's what it was. Nail color. <laughs> yes. Nail color on his nails. Gorgeous. I figured at the start of the episode, I should at least tell people where I went and then we can kind of get through it or get to it if we do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um. Friday, I drove to Charlotte, North Carolina. Saturday, I drove back from Charlotte, North Carolina and flew to Montreal, Quebec, Canada. Sunday, I flew back from Montreal, Quebec, Canada to Atlanta, Georgia and drove to Florence, Alabama and then was cooked. 
Can you imagine? Can you imagine I'd be cooked by that travel schedule? Yeah. It was a mental drain. Now, you're looking like you're seeing something interesting over here. I want to hear the I'm truth. sorry. I'm being rude. You're talking right now. And no, I'm no, like no. Looking. No, I want to. No, I because I thought you were looking about something about me. So let's just get. I am looking at something with about you. Uh, I just want to see what's going on in uh, Taylor land for the next little bit. What is this? So it's two week, three weeks off? Three weeks off. I think you told me I got to worry about sharp things. And I think I have a lot of death type you, things. You up. should in general worry about sharp things. Less than everyone. You actually have a really nice configuration for being a professional wrestler. The way that your shit is set up. I come from a line of like, daredevils, baby. <laughs> you're not going to like this, but like... Your nose are going to be obvious nose instead of like, oh, that was like a little something that maybe lead to. It's going to be like gate slay, motherfucker. Go figure. Go figure how to get in the castle some other way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've had the strongest nose of anyone. I have some See, of the most. It's this is how intense yeah. nose. Okay, yeah, we're yeah. in the world, we're, and it's funny because they don't always remain nose forever. And I had a fun conversation this week with Ricky Morton. I'm actually, this has nothing to do really with the show, but Ricky Morton Friday night is talking to me about why he stays around wrestling. And he was really, it was a fired up, it was an impassioned speech. He was telling me how much he's enjoyed watching me because he got to watch me two weekends in a row. And as he's telling me that he's still here because he loves wrestling so much and wants to continue on and wants to teach the kids of the future how to work and how to be professional wrestlers, literally, Yo-Yo was higher off the ground than the entirety of the barrier that was supposed to be covering between the building and the backstage. Yeah. Like, he was above them, and then another person jumped off on him. And I was like, if Ricky could just see the acrobatic craziness that's going on behind him while he's talking about upholding the good old days of pro wrestling, it was just the most bizarre juxtaposition. I was like, you're right, Ricky. Thank you for teaching me. I just want to be like, there's a man above the sky over there. <laughs> uh, so you have, because I was trying to figure out what is going to last for that period of time. You're going to have Venus going through your 10th house which interestingly enough is opposite your fourth house, which is what I was looking for to see if there's anything because you're at home. Right. So 10th and fourth are opposite of each other. Fourth is like where you sleep at night. It's where parents show up. It's literally like, where is your head when you are sleeping and not with the rest of the world? The 10th is how is your head viewed to everyone else in the rest of the world? Like how are you seen to other people? So you have, Venus, your best planet, because you have a night chart going through the 10th house, which means that you are going to get good things related to career status, who it is, who you are. But there's an interesting relationship happening is that while you are home, you are having to observe outside Effie, inside at Taylor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Taylor. And how those two work together in the opposition between home life and career life. And how exactly the two of those work together, because those are two sides of the same coin. Tickets go on sale this Friday for Big Gay Brunch 6 in Los Angeles. <laughs> I will be observing outside Effie then. Uh, I haven't booked it at all. I'm going to sit at home. I might book it by the end of this three-week period. Um, Lucy told me she's wrestling it. Oh, thank God. Yeah, because yeah. I think she's not going to try to charge me what everyone else If I send is. you a photo... Will you get her a card? Oh, yeah. is that like extra unnecessary work for real human beings for no, no, my no. amusement? But no, no, no. We can we can put her on a card. <laughs> Have you seen these pit bulls of TikTok and Instagram that are they do them like fight posters? Like I saw one and it was like 
six pit bulls. So they have the pit bulls that have been produced by this mother and father. And then they have the father and mother, and they make it look like almost a prize fight. Uh And it was like Homicide X Chanel, the most premier pit bulls in the league, little muscle babies ready to go, Uh, pit bulls supreme. But it literally looked like wrestling posters. And I was like, I think I'm going to go to this show and skip my own show. Yeah. No, I really, I want (laughs) you to wrestle a dog. I, Psycho Mike wrestled a dog. Have you seen this? No. It blew up on TikTok a little bit. Now, Psycho Mike is now a zombie. Uh, rest in paradise to regular Psycho Mike. Now he is zombie Psycho Mike. Okay. Uh, Psycho Mike has had matches against himself before. Psycho Mike has had excellent, top-notch, regular grappling professional wrestling matches. But Psycho Mike also jobbed to a dog. And it's genius. That's so And the funny. dog is so good. And I recommend everyone... Just search up wrestler fights a dog. It's yeah. gonna be Psycho Mike, the Canadian original. God bless him. He's incredible. I want to wrestle him someday. A few of the uh, Canadian promotions followed me again this weekend. The thing about Effie and wrestling is, I'm very. I act like I'm aloof to everything, but I know everything going on in pro wrestling. I know all of it. I scrape by every little secret corner of the internet to understand all types of wrestling. I pick up on the tiny little ways that you do that and there are particular people i've chosen to follow on the weekend at effie's twitter and i am learning a ton from this ash dabbath person ash dabbath she is a wonderful wonderful wrestling fan more than a wrestling fan also made a uh genesis Peorge joke that i feel like maybe 10 people understood but was fucking genius that's the depths of the ash dabbath experience and i want to say this ash dabbath also one of my favorites and i'm not going to point out anything in particular because she will read my ass. She will not. It's it. She is an objective voice. There are a lot of people who would never say anything negative about me. Just and will defend me to the death. And I love that. And I'm here for them. And I live my life to make sure that I'm not going to end up disappointing those people. You know, is that the prison we build ourselves? Yeah. To be a good moral person. It is to come home to my partner and kiss him on the forehead and go to bed. That's that's nice things. But it also leads to career longevity, being a nice person uh, and and being a, a generous person and being a morally correct person. That leads to longevity because those are not things that are going to take you out of the running. Poor uh, ability will take you out of the running, you know, bad business tactics, but not because you're a bad person or have done something bad. But I also see that, uh, you know, sometimes they only say the nice things to me. Ash Sabbath has been critical of me before, and I love that. And Ash Sabbath has also been a fan before, and I love that. And we love people holding their own agency. Stop holding people up for idol worship so high. Stop putting them on too high of a pedestal. Everybody's an idiot. Everybody's a person. Uh, and shout out Ash Sabbath with some of the best takes on the internet and some of the best wrestling takes and just like – uh, down to be intelligent about shit that doesn't require it. And I don't understand. Kind of, I don't understand any of them, but they're funny to me, and I'm interested. I love it. Which <laughs> is like the that's how you get people interested in something they're not interested in. Yeah, and it's nice to know that like if we're in wrestling, ever worried about like we gotta appeal to a very general <laughs> audience. No, we also have to appeal to so many small niche audiences, and like if I can sneak weird. 80s punk rock references into my wrestling somehow or some way how cool is that you know let's keep things weird and niche and strange but also the people want what the people want 
All wrestling. Speaking of niche 80s things, do we want to talk about our mini-sode for Patreon oh this week? Oh, my God. This is a huge thing because I almost jumped the gun, and I was, like, rushing to get this thing watched because I thought we were going to record it last week. Do you want to know when I finished it? When? Five minutes before you got here. No. Yeah, I, I really haven't had time to do anything. It's been, like, every hour of my day since I last saw you has been accounted for, and I fell asleep during my first viewing. You fell Which I, part I did got, you fall asleep during? The middle um when we'll talk about it on the actual minis but we're watching yeah. streets of fire which is absolutely incredible uh part of a new thing that we're doing on the patreon where we are going to be group watching a movie and then talking about it on an episode yes and and um, linking up with our buds over at movie john w- yes indeed who have wonderfully sent us this incredible care package um we definitely need to dig through it but one of the things that they sent me were the full set of comic books for a horror movie that I really enjoyed last year, which is like, just, I don't know, like, who does that? That's incredible. I now have comics to read and the really crazy. So Empty Man, did you see that one? Empty Man? Yeah. No, what is this about? Is this the Slender Man-esque thing we were discussing? Yes. Or is this, okay, yeah, okay, okay. So I just want to like, make sure I'm it's on like, the right. It's tulpas in a horror movie, right. essentially. The thought, the thought ghost yeah. being created so, out of the... Crazy synchronicity because we talk about synchronicities all the time and how they just lurk around this podcast in general. So those comics, that movie was f- that. So excuse me, I am way too fired up. And Get I'm fired not- up. Get fired up. So the comics are set here. The movie is set just kind of general America, but they filmed it in South Africa for some reason. Whoa, whoa, whoa! So it literally ties all of your <laughs> yeah, zones in. <laughs> yes. Not that you're from South Africa, but Africa, you but know, that is, there's only you, so many. You want to know the number one thing that people say when they, I, so they're like, oh, where are you from? Like, actually, I'm from Africa. My parents are missionaries. They go, oh, South Africa. South Africa. Yeah. Because you're white, you yeah. know. They, and I don't know, you know, I don't know all the countries of Africa. And I get to make people blush and go, don't be racist. Don't, That's please. East Africa. Yeah. Yeah. Please don't. And also, you were there on a mission. So. From God. From God. <laughs> And you've got sunglasses on, half a pack of cigarettes. I don't know the line. I'm not getting into it. I do want to say that in a preview of our Patreon episode, uh, learning that the song, I can dream about you, originated in that film. What a weird, strange world. The cast is incredible. We're going to get into Streets of Fire on the Patreon. You can go to weekendateffies.com. Or you can go to patreon.com slash weekendateffies. Your support is needed. It is necessary. In this new day and age when we are trying to create art and bring you a new perspective on things and weirdness and strange journeys and uh, Peter has to record all this and break it down, make it worth our time. We love each other. We love hanging out. We want to bring this to the world. Weekendateffies.com. Give us a little support. We're making a few changes to the Patreon, but we're also giving each other grace in these moments uh, because we feel like we have a fantastic podcast. Even when it's chaos, it's not. And we're going to keep doing our best to bring you as much as we can. But I'll be honest, Peter, it's a fucking... What I've been able to pull out content-wise this year while doing what I've done is a fucking miracle between the streaming and the podcasts and travel and whatever else. And it's hard sometimes not to sit back and like want to punch a wall a little bit to go like, I know Brad Pitt doesn't have to do this shit all the time. <laughs> right. All right. I get it. He's earned his coins. He's done some cool things. Been a lot of good films, but all he does now is eat and talk it about this volume. That's it. Um, I do a lot more than that. We talked about Meet Joe Black. 
Yeah. So uh, thanks to Movie John, I was saved from ever having to watch that movie. Why is that? What was the what was this, uh, the caveat? I was hip to the fact that it's based off of an older film that is much, much better, and that the only thing that I should really watch from it is Brad Pitt eating peanut butter, which I honestly found to be a little too horny, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that's a nut butter. I'm saying there's no non-horny way to eat peanut butter unless it's on a pb No, it's real horny the way he's eating peanut butter. <laughs> We need to do a countdown of foods uh, that Brad Pitt eats on a scale of horny. Because there's a lot of different Um, items to choose from. He literally fucks burgers with his mouth in all the Oceans movies. Yeah, and he knows how to use those little cheeks. Because you're kind of surprised how much food can fit in there if he's going for it. And And he really has He gets you when he does that, the little scrape off the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He knows what he's doing. I know the scrape. Brad Pitt, calm down. That's what we're saying. Um... I am going to talk to to wrap it up. We love Movie John. Go we support Movie, Movie John. John as well. They are going to be doing go to a their Patreon collaboration Patreon. with us uh, on on the Patreon, which will be really cool. And we'll talk about it next month. Yeah, we're going to talk about it next month. We got big things coming. I'm not. I don't think we should take a week off, even though I'm off. I think we should keep figuring our we'll life out. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah, we're going to mix it up. We're going to get weird. Some of our best episodes have come after a weekend where I've gone nowhere. Yeah. And so far, I haven't discussed anything travel-wise, and this has been going on a while. Anyway, uh, I made a deal with AJ, and me and AJ right now are actually in the process of getting an old Buick. We're, oh. We're figuring it out. I'm going to have a vehicle soon. Hell it doesn't yeah. matter how we're getting it. It's not illegal. Uh, but sharing a car sometimes can be a little difficult. When you go to a place like Charlotte, you know, I don't want to fly in and out of Charlotte. It's it's just ignorant. Like, let me just ride up. Let me sit in the car. Let me roll my brain. I like driving sometimes. All right? It's the only time I don't have to multitask. There's nothing else for me to do. You've ridden with me on some car trips, yeah. Peter. How's that? It's fine. <laughs> you get there. <laughs> Would you prefer driving? Yeah, but you wouldn't. Right. But I had to give up control this week, and we'll get there. But I drive to Charlotte not before picking up Alley Catch because I had forgotten. I told her, just high as fuck, no, just fly to Atlanta. I'll pick you up and we'll just go up there. She goes, I landed. And I go, well, I'm still in Atlanta. And she goes, where do you think I am? And I said, oh. And Brett called me and he goes, did you forget about her? Are you already gone? And I was like, no, 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 I didn't. I'm on the way. So I had this grand idea in my head to like, I'm filming this life of, I'm going to leave so early. I might go surprise my dad at the furniture store, you know, interview him for a second, which is it's I saw it going many ways and some of them not great, um, but some of them really great because he's one of the funniest people I've ever met. But I didn't do any of that. I was going to bring Bebop because he's really he's about to pass his graduation tomorrow. By the time this episode is out, he will be graduated and have his little hat picture. Yeah, he's going to go into his medium training, though, because he's we, we want to keep growing his spirit, mm-hmm. you know. We've been looking at uh, using one of the vouchers on a private school that aligns more with our beliefs. You know, we don't want Bebop learning about all the, uh, you know, crazy things out there in the world. We'd like to keep the curriculum to what we want him to know. I'm just describing bad parents. That's not what we're doing. We're going back to Mary. She's going to keep teaching him. It's going to be sick. Um, What the fuck was I just saying? Talking about teaching Bebop evolution, I think. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't believe in that. Why do you think he has dew claws? <laughs> okay. 
He's going to graduate. What was I really had a point that I was going to with? Oh, I was going to bring Bebop on the trip. Yeah. So then I'm sort of thrown off by this phone call to go get Allie. And I'm like, babe, I got to go. So I took his car that day, but I told him I'll rent a car Sunday. You can have your car. All right. We're good. As soon as I left the house, it's like Bebop knew that I had it in my head and heart to bring him. And I've discussed with him recently that now uh, with my spirit points, I can take him on the plane. I'm trying to figure out the first time I do this. I'm doing it. It took me a second when you said spirit points. I thought you were talking about like points you've built from up the grave. With the spirits, yes. Well, they are the spirits because something's keeping those planes in the air, and it's not necessarily the pilots. No, no, no offense. Uh, but I can bring Bebop on the plane now. Cran would never do it, and I love her for that. Yeah, because she's just she'd put her paw in the sand and say, "No, honey, that's not how this goes." But Bebop, he's down for that shit. So I was like, maybe we take him on an adventure, see how he goes. Out the window with it. As soon as I left the house, he peed all over the rug. No, and I was like, oh, he's like AJ's like he's been so good lately. It's all good. It's this, and I pull out, and he's like, the dog peed on the rug, and I was like, I can't. I can't come back and help with this right now. I got to go get Allie. I pick up Allie. We hit the road. We make it to Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, on the way there, now I had never listened to SZA. Oh, really? Detail. And I got the full discography Ooh. with my sweet Allie catch. And she is bold. SZA is bold. Mm-hmm. Those songs, they are... I don't understand how they're like a little like... It's like if you were horny and pointing at someone at the yeah. same time, but you weren't pointing at the person you were horny for. And I love that. It felt like what real love could be, you know? I find her to be openly toxic, and I love it. Yeah, but it's also like stream of consciousness toxic. Like, I don't believe it's yeah. always going to go into practice. And, no, 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 no. Uh, but it is nice to just, like, hear, like, no, I'm not going to censor my thoughts and try to make it radio yeah. cute and try to be like, Simon the club, I'm going to get your love. It's like... You, I'm gonna burn your house down. Yeah, and I know I shouldn't do it, but you fucked around, and it made me feel really bad. And now, but I also, don't I still love you. Know if I'm as sexy as everyone thinks I am, but I am. You know, we need that kind of raw, unconscious, mm-hmm. just like let it out. Yeah, nature. So shout out SZA, who someone was referring to as Caesa the other day. Caesar. I thought it was just like a dude from Boston talking about what you cut up stuff with SZA. But it's like we have, gotta the, have a SZA. We have the blueprint already. Rizza, Giza. Oh yeah, yeah. We yeah, know yeah. how to say. Do you say Giza or is it Jizza? I thought it's Giza. I thought it was like, j like jizz. Jizza, Giza. I've been saying Giza my entire life. I mean, I think it's you're less fir- offensive than what I'm saying right now. But- okay, well, uh, <laughs> correct us. Giza or Jizza? Man, I'm gonna be mad that I yelled that at him at the airport if this isn't the way you say it. <laughs> I didn't do that. That's I, a I, <laughs> it's a rib. It's a rib. <laughs> now, Peter, I told you before this started recording, I think, that by Sunday I couldn't feel my legs. And we'll get to that. Yeah. Sunday was a big day mentally. Oh. But part of that was because of the time we had in Charlotte, North someone Carolina. Someone said you some I was because I'm m- Multiple people listen to the podcast yeah. I talk to on social media. and they That is the cutest noise. Hey, what is going girl. on? She was scratching her <laughs> ear, and she must have like really hit a spot. <laughs> I hope, really I hope, hope some I of that sound was there. Yeah. That was adorable sound. Oh, baby. Uh, but no, I heard you took a not-so-good fall or something. Oh, you mean when I was superplexed through two doors onto concrete? Yeah, I think that's what it was. Yeah, man. Didn't feel great. Uh 
wasn't a good moment for me personally or for my bones. Uh, I imagine that kind of back trauma on its own is not good for your body, but then to also have wrestled a whole match and planning to wrestle another 22 minute main event and planning to wrestle another tag team match. Uh, it, it didn't set me right. I do want to look up one thing here, Peter, and I'm talking slower than I usually talk on here. So for all our one point five X speed people on the podcast, uh, shout out because you're actually going to be able to understand me this week. I was listening to blank check on 1.5 speed when oh, I picked God. up AJ from the, yeah. from work today and this man goes, what is wrong with you? And I said, what? He goes, no one can understand that. <laughs> I said, okay, 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 okay. I won't make you listen to that. Is this on here? They didn't put the time on it. I'm going to guess I went. Oh, that went. I'm going to guess I went 22 minutes Saturday night. I might be wrong. But this match against uh, was Bussy taking on uh, Pero and Charles Mason. And for some reason, Billy Dixon was there with them. It was another, like, I mean, this is a, a three-on-two match. This, these are not fair numbers. Uh, but guess who won, Peter? Bussy won. Now, did we have to scheme a little? Yeah. Did we have to do some flip around? Yeah. Did I have to eat shit so bad that it killed Pero? Because that's the only way I know how to kill him is by also killing myself. Yeah. I had to eat that shit on the floor to set up for a win. And... Uh, I spent a lot of wonderful time with people there all day in Charlotte, but I got to say, I think it's because I've been wrestling too much. I'm really sick of that time in between getting to a venue and when I actually wrestle. Cause I'm like, it's not like I'm nervous for anything, but it's like my brain knows what's about to happen. I'm about to fucking be shot out of the cannon every day, all day. You know, you're going to get shot out of the cannon and you wake up and you eat your sandwich and you go to the gym, but you know, later you got to get shot out of a cannon. And until you're shot out of a cannon, there is no way to get past that large scale thought of being shot out of a cannon. I've got to learn how to deal with this in a different way because there are days where like certain matches, I feel fine. But then sometimes you're just like about to go get shot out of a cannon you're you're what you're gonna have to do is work on your input systems and differentiating those to yourself which is a difficult thing to do but it is possible it's because you're there's no difference between what you're doing and what say like roman soldiers used to do before like going into combat or whatever even like soldiers now well the problem with it is i forget immediately though because once i'm actually wrestling when i'm actually in the ring Oh, that's the greatest. It's the most yeah magic thing of my life. But leading up to it is like, oh, I think that's fuck. where the actual trauma is coming from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you think I'm gonna have to delve deeper into the actual in ring work? I also and that think if you can just like if you can figure out if you can drive down deep enough to like the core thing, just switch it off. We may have to edit this out, but I don't think we do. I'm pretty sure that's when the demon's most allowed to get in. And everything around that is pretty human. Like, I feel fairly human right now. Yeah. But as Ali said this weekend, you're Randy Orton in that ring, which means it's kind of unpredictable and nuts. And if you fuck around with him, he might just fuck you up. Yeah. I know it sounds silly sometimes coming from me, but if you know me, and these people know me, uh, there's something that's in there, and it's like willing to drain my life force to be the most intense thing. And I know that, and I'm going to have to control it while also maintaining its intensity. This is why I need three weeks off. Yeah. This is why I need three weeks off. My offer still stands. If it ever gets to be too much, let me know. What does that mean? You can balance it out. Yeah? Because you raw-dogged it. 
What is it? Hold up. <laughs> Ooh. You're telling me I'm raw dogging so this thing. Most people, when they make a deal with a demon, they throw a balancing protection of an angel to stack with that demon. So the angel is keeping that demon in check so it isn't pulling as much of the life force from you. So there's a sigil that you could just slap on the other cheek. Yeah, but then it's going to look like when, when those uh, Hot Topic kids would get two little bows on the back. Oh, all you would, all you would have to do is put it somewhere else on your body with its head. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Maybe we just do it right on the palm so I know what <laughs> I'm doing here. <laughs> let's, let's go left palm and just clear this thing out. Look, I I think it's just uh, I got to take the pony back into the barn and you know it's, resaddle the motherfucker. This is all it is. Yeah, I oh. just I have one with two of them because I like to charge it because it's because I like I like working with the angels more than I do the demons. I like that. I would lose that. We got to put it in permanence. Yeah, I'm gonna call yeah, Luis. Yeah. Luis is my boy. I I still gotta send Luis a picture of this big challenges tattoo. Did I tell you about at New Year's when I got roasted a little by Speedball Mike Bailey? I don't think so. And Can he we, comes up this Are weekend. you okay with turning the heat on and sacrificing slight audio quality? Because I'm really cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn it up. They can still hear what we're saying. I don't even think don't it'll think ruin the audio quality. I think it'll be fine. Blue jean, baby. L.A. lady. Since fall. I just I I don't want anyone to not listen to the podcast because of something stupid technical like that because that would bum me out. All I can think of is that you again, know, we're God talking- makes all His children equal and special in their own way. And if you're looking for differences instead of, instead of celebrating what's there, then that's true. you. That's a you that's thing. True. That's All right. True. The meat of this meat is still meaty. That's that. It's OK. I think so. Getting back to like the earlier train of thought that I had, we were talking about this slightly before the podcast. And it is there's so much going on right now. And there's so much that I want to have going on and things that are lining up, but not quite there yet. And there's a level of grace for myself that I haven't been able to tap into as much recently, which Keep which puts me in the stress position of oh, there's just like a bunch of things that I have to do, and I'm letting people down, I'm letting myself down, and then it's like the spiraling out. Where in reality, I could just be like super rad that someone sent me uh, a full set of comic books, I could just get like (laughs) 10 minutes of me time and like do something that I love to do that's good for my soul. Yeah, Um, it's provided by someone else out of love. Oh, god, thinking about I have a million, like I gotta post TikTok clips, I have to like. Make sure that the photographer has everything he needs because I've been assisting this week too, and that's been like. Listen, you prioritize a where you need to. We both prioritize each other and this, but we can't let it stress us out. This is our dream. This is our magic. And this is one of my favorite fucking things that I do every week. Yeah, and like, also God I think damn. if I didn't do it every week, I would have not. I would have dipped. Yeah. I don't know if I don't express some of this shit out of my brain. That's I, all week. I've been looking forward to this right here just to come and be like, bah. yeah, here it all is. Yeah. yeah, here it all is. And also, it's nice to be able to reflect to someone uh, that something feels pretty fucking crazy and that it probably is, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like driving to Charlotte, driving back to Atlanta, flying to Montreal, flying back, getting a rental car and riding to Florence, Alabama to wrestle a tag match after what? I'm not trying to brag on myself, but it really is. I just have to got to hold it in. 
<laughs> after the Charlotte show, I literally, <laughs> this is fantastic. I did merch before the show. Cause in my mind I was like, if I do merch before the show and go do meet and greet and take pictures with people, there'll be less people after and we can get back because my flight is at 6 a.m. out of Atlanta. And it's a four-hour drive back to Atlanta. So if I time this right, we'll get back in time to make the flight. But if I don't time this right, we miss the flight altogether. After I've taken the concrete bump, after I've been choke slammed and power bombed and every other fucking nightmare move that Paro gives me because... I'm easy to throw around, I guess. Uh, we end up having to like literally cut our merch line off because it was 1230 at night and the venue wanted to close and I was going to miss the flight. Oh, God. And I filmed for the life of, uh, sorry if you're in there and you don't know, but I had the camera on the table facing up over the, as people are coming up on one side of me and Ali on the other. And you can hear the in-between of like me being very pumped and talking to people, which is real. And me also being like, Ali, I'm literally going to miss this fucking flight. I don't know what to do. And my God, that girl was speeding things right along. She is, she is a, a very efficient businesswoman when it comes to that table. Whereas I am not. I'm not an efficient business person because I cannot tell anybody to leave. I won't go, all right, you've been here for 46 minutes. I got to probably get the next person in line. She will. It's beautiful. I love it. I love when Allie bullies these boys. Uh, either way, it is a fascinating concept to go like, I'm going to miss my flight because people like me too much and have that be a real concern of your life. But it was very much so bringing me some stress. Uh, Manser came with me and Allie came with me. And it turns out I fucking spoiled that Mance was going to be in Canada last week on the podcast. I didn't know it was a mystery. I was, he was just like, I'm oh, going to Canada shit. too, baby. I'm going to Canada with you. And I was like, oh, yeah, Mance is going to come with me to Canada. Turns out he was supposed to be like a secret because uh, we had to pull some tricks off. Now, we got back to my house. Well, if if you went the early scoop, listen to early Weekend Early scoops, Effies. hot news, wrestling, gossip here on Weekend at Effie's, the number one podcast to learn about what's going on in the world of wrestling. Right? Yeah, sometimes. Uh they asked me to wear a J armband Friday, and I didn't wear it for Jay Briscoe. Oh. Uh, and I felt a little bad that I didn't wear it after, but I don't want to be seen as any more showy about this. And I think I'm just, like, kind of frustrated that I'm being referenced everywhere as, like, you know, the gay said it's okay, which it is okay, and it's fine. But also, like, it's exhausting to, like, oh, they're okay. Oh, there's another notification of people just arguing against the worst numb nut people in the world. So I think I'm going to have to just like log off Twitter for a second and sort of refresh that too. I think that's fine. Yeah. I keep being very concerned if I refresh on things, but the fact is I can do whatever I want, Peter. I'm not locked in anywhere. I don't have a job. I mean, I have a job, you know, my job is Effie, but I don't, there's not anyone that's going to be worried if I don't roll into my morning post. <laughs> you don't, you don't go to the Effie board of directors and, yeah, 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 the boardroom is not 51% controlled by Vince, so no matter what I want to do, I got to do what he wants. The, the boardroom is your internal monologue. And girl, she is strong. That girl is strong. She is uh, convincing. Uh, we made it back just in time, and I literally got in the bed with AJ. He already had an air mattress and another couch sofa made up. He goes, y'all can sleep for a bit before you go. And I laid down for 20 minutes and rubbed his back, and then we called the Uber. 
and went to the airport. Wow. Now, what's weird is on these flights, because Man Scott is at a different time than mine. Mine uh, mine was at 7. His was at uh, like 9, I want to say. Or maybe it was a different time. No, mine was at 6. His was at, at, at 7. And we went to the counter just to try to combo our flights. And the lady was like, I'm not allowed to do this. And I have learned at this point that every time I've spoken too much, it's just like kind of needy or it doesn't get it done. So I just said nothing. I just kept saying nothing. And Mance kept saying nothing. And she found a third flight that was at 830 that would get us there together through Philly. So we took that instead. We ended up on a magical third flight that wasn't supposed to exist. We land in Montreal. Have you ever been to Montreal? Uh, no. A lot of the places I go, I don't think I've actually been there because I only see very little parts of it. But I feel like Montreal is telling me that I'm safe and I'm welcome and I can make an impact on it I think in a few ways. Toronto. I think that's that part of Canada that I've been to. Toronto Because I've mostly been over on the Washington side. I've like been to Victoria Toronto and once. Shit. And I don't think I've really seen all of Toronto. What did you think about Toronto? I don't. It's cold. It is cold. Okay, thank That's you. That's just my general right. feeling on all of that. Winter is fucked. Is I can't. I can't think about the rest of it because it's fucking cold. <laughs> yeah. So why would I even consider it as an option? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just. It is. It's like eating a frozen dinner meal. You know, like it, it's fried chicken and corn, but like it's just ice cubes, right? It's beautiful there, but the thing about Montreal is a. Your and phone I thought is still astroturf. It's so aggressively green. Oh, my AstroTurf phone? Yeah. Yeah, the background on my phone, folks, is literal AstroTurf. It's just a picture of AstroTurf. I don't know what this says about me. It's, I like the green. I like yeah. I like one color backgrounds, but I like them to be very textured. I had that grapefruit background for a while, and Allie told me it was very disgusting to look at. It was just like a super close-up of a grapefruit's middle. She was like, you shouldn't. This is, every time you look at my phone, it's like, it's a grapefruit. Which is beautiful, but also it's you know it's suggestive. Yeah. So I went with astroturf. Do you do you also have like a texture thing? You like textures? Oh yeah. Who doesn't it, like textures? So a lot of people don't like textures. Really? Like oh, I to, love rubbing on it's textures. Like, like a really deep itch that's being scratched, right? Well, yeah, it gives you the pricklies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, we're on the exact same page. <laughs> Let me rub some textures. We still haven't gone to the puppet museum, but I don't think we're allowed to touch Elmo. No, I don't. I think that's discouraged. You think if I slip the guard of 20 like it's Chernobyl, they'll let me in? Probably. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the risk. Uh, it was snowing. Again, I keep going to these snow-covered tundras. Someone this weekend, I don't even remember who it was, they were like, yeah, I haven't done a show in four weeks. And I was like, how was that? And they were like, fantastic. It's winter. This shit sucks. And I was like, oh, winter but i knew this show was going to be something very special uh because i've known about the international wrestling syndicate iws hardcore for a while but i've never i never thought i'd get the chance to go up and wrestle for them much less go there and wrestle for them and be like over like rover already yeah like it's still so fucking bananas to me that any town i go to if i'm advertised somebody there knows what's up and comes to see me that's crazy. That's bizarre, Peter, right? Oh, yeah. No? I think you should be more used to it by now. I think if you get used to that, then you become a narcissist psychopath That's and you kill true. your maid. I think if you ever become fully used to people being excited at your presence, that 
you would willingly take a life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't want that to become normalized for me. I think it's sick. Sometimes, is it annoying sometimes to have an overwhelming amount of people needing you or wanting to pull from you for selfish reasons? Yes, I can acknowledge that. But it's still fucking cool. When you get back to the hotel room and you sit down, you go, pretty fucking crazy, right? Couldn't even get out of the building. You know, that's uh, that's pretty wild. Pretty wild. I love it. I'm in Montreal. We're wrestling. I I think I'm used to it with you now. Yeah, but I'm not. Yeah, which is good. I'm glad. It's that makes me happy. We were wrestling in an old, like an ancient bathhouse called Ben Matthew. And the ring is set up literally inside of an old pool. And there are people surrounding the pool. And there are people in the pool. And you enter the ring through what an underground called? pool tunnel. Ben, B-A-I-N, Matthew, M-A-T-H-I-E-U. This is French spelling, y'all. Je ne veux pas parler français. You know what that means, Peter? I don't want to speak French. It doesn't mean I can't speak French. It doesn't mean I just won't speak French. I don't want to speak French. That's the first thing I tweeted when I landed in Montreal, which should have been a high-key note as to what was going to come because I did something I rarely do. I did a wild-ass turn-them-on-their-heads heel turn in the Ben Matthew in Montreal. What do you have to say? This place looks crazy. Uh, let me fill you in, Peter. It's fucking crazy. It is bananas, or as they would say in French, I don't know how they say bananas in French. Uh, bananas. Bananas. You know, we're the only language that doesn't call a pineapple anana. What? English is the only language they don't call a pineapple anana. Look it up. It's fucking true. It's always called anana. Everywhere else it's called anana, and we call it a pineapple? Dude, I'm not going to make this up. This is I've done research on this. I've done research on anana and pineapple. All right, here's the languages. I'm going to go through them for you. Arabic, ananas. Armenian, ananas. Danish, ananas. Dutch, ananas. English, pineapple. Esperanto, ananaso. Finnish, ananas. French, ananas. German, ananas. Georgian, ananasi. Greek, ananas. Hebrew, ananas. Oh, what about Hindi? Ananas. Hungarian, ananas with a Z at the end. Icelandic, ananas. Italian, ananas. Latin, ananas. Macedonian, ananas. Norwegian, ananas. Persian, ananas. Polish, ananas. Portuguese, ananas. Romanian, ananas. Russian ananas, Spanish ananas, Swedish ananas, Turkish ananas. Pineapples. Okay, so pineapple comes from the Latin. Penis. <laughs> what was that word, Peter? Which is where pineapple comes from. I'm not. That's how you pronounce it. Penis? It's, it's pronounced pay, P A I, nas. N U H S. But why is it giving me the Latin translation over here as ananas? No, but no, the the split yeah. is ananas and pinus. <laughs> yes. You telling me it's either gonna be an ananas or a pinus? Yes. And you gonna tell me you're gonna take a pinus and put it near an ananas? That's wrong, son. I don't know how we got into that, uh, but the French are a fascinating folk. And Ben Matthew is fucking bananas. Now, what's crazy is they are doing a GCW versus IWS show 
and I think they're doing two of them, perhaps one in Montreal, one in uh, Toronto. And I was sent on a bit of a secret mission. All right. Now, the beauty of being someone like Effie on the independent scene is when I go somewhere, it is likely you should already be putting me in a title match. If you're not, you're kind of a fool. So what am I doing on my debut at IWS Hardcore, which has been around longer than most things in wrestling? Uh, I'm fighting for the World Heavyweight Championship against Benjamin Tull. Now, Benjamin Tull is a big, beefy, Montreal, Quebecer. He's very strong. And if people see this match, which they will, uh, I got my ass handed to me all over the place. And I even pulled out some pretty disgusting tactics to get things done. I tried everything. Effie doesn't lose in 2023, except possibly in Montreal. But that doesn't matter because we had bigger plans at bay. And so what we did is uh, hit some things under the ring earlier in the night because there was a secret tunnel. Yes, that's right, Peter. You're going to hear about our use of a secret tunnel like we were on fucking Wacky Racers. So after the match, after a handshake and a kiss to Benjamin Toll, I kick him in the dick. And then I start grabbing chairs and smashing him because GCW had to let them know that the upcoming shows are going to be a bloodbath because when you take on GCW, you take on a bunch of fucking psychopaths who have been doing this during all of COVID. Uh, Sorry, Canada had rules, but GCW didn't. So I'm not even going to be there for the Montreal show because me and Joey and Blake Christian and a few others are going to be in Australia, which is very cool, but we're not even there to help our team. Uh, That's why it was essential that I come in early. So as I'm beating up the chairs, we pull out PCP Crazy Manny. Do you know about PCP Crazy Manny? No. Well, he's a legend in the hardcore scene. He's the leader of the IWS. And I pulled him right where I wanted him in position. And I closed the secret door that we all entered through. There's another secret trap door. And from that door came Mance Warner. Old Mancer came buckling in through the door. We put the boots to both of those motherfuckers. We pulled a bunch of light tubes out. We crucified this man with a double choke slam through the light tubes and chairs. And then as the rock locker room escaped finally because I locked the door, we exited through the secret trap door and got away. It's the Montreal Screwjob 2.0, baby, let's go. We rolled into town. We beat their ass. We pulled him right where we wanted. I didn't need to win their belt. I needed to pull PCP Manny out there to deal with him. And we put him through the tubes to let him know what GCW is about to do. And I heard there's going to be a Mance Warner PCP Crazy Manny. Anything goes, fans bring the weapons match. And I heard that at this venue, there's going to be like 1,500 to 2,000 people. It's going to be crazy. Shit. I will be in Australia at the time. I'm jealous. I'm very jealous of all my friends that will be performing there. Wish I was, but I'm glad I got the IWS experience. There's some very underappreciated talent in Canada. Green Phantom hooked it up for me. Found me the Green Phantom. You know what I mean? Uh, ran into Alex Mays, member of the LGBTQ community. Hell of a moonsault. Hell of a match. But I had to go out last, you know? I'm the, the final soldier. And Benjamin Toll gave me every bit, of, every bit of that fight. Now, afterwards, here's what's crazy. I had someone there uh, to help me out with almost everything, okay? And I'm trying to remember her Twitter name. Let me pull up your Twitter name, Erica. I want to get this right. I want to I want to make sure that I put you over in the best way possible. And I want to let people know that you, you are someone that is crazy for me. Disco Dad 99. Erica hooked it up. The whole time I was in Montreal, even though I turned on her faves, okay? Sold my merch at the table. Helped me do pictures at the meet and greet. Afterwards, 
rode with us in the car and then got us Lebanese chicken wraps and Holy mayonnaise shit. potatoes. But here's where it gets crazy, Peter. Erica enters the store and there's some kids that were at the show and they're like, we never go to wrestling shows. We just heard about this one and came. And then she said, well, you know, Effie's in that car right there. And so these teens run out of the chicken store and go, Oh my God, it's Effie. And she, I said, did you tell them to come out and do that? She goes, no, they were genuinely very excited after seeing the show and ran out. So I'm just Damn. like, it's snowing in the streets of Tor- of Montreal. The snow is coming down. The lights are on. The nightlife is out. And the children are running from the chicken shops because Effie's in town. Beatlemania, my ass, baby. Effie mania is running wild on you. They can't figure it out. God, I love it. I love it. Well, not for too long, I didn't love it because we ate those chicken sandwiches. Well, they're not sandwiches, they're wraps, but they called them sandwiches. I don't know. Delicious food, though. We went right to bed, me and Mansur, because we had to wake up in uh, about two and a half hours to go back to the airport and back through customs. And I didn't really talk about it on the way in, but on the way out and the way in, what is fascinating is French people from Montreal will just pretend they don't speak English. And I thought it was going to piss me off. I thought it was going to make me mad. And they say, oh, they kind of make fun of Americans and they'll just like not speak any English to you. I loved it, Peter. I love feeling like an outsider who's going somewhere I'm not supposed to and that people are not exactly excited for me to be a part of it. But I'm like, everything's legal here, pal. What are you going to do? Just not speak English to me? I'll just act dumb. I like dumb as hell. Let's figure it out. Mansur goes, they were yelling at me about holding my phone for two minutes in the line in French. I don't know what they're saying. And then I said, don't you got to scan it? And he said, oh, yeah, I do. And then he scans it and gives it back, and I put it in the bucket. But there's just like that kind of, I love it, Peter. I love it. I, you walk too far in the wrong line. Oh, 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 French. Oh. It's, it's just incredible. We made it through just fine. Uh, the guy, I remember the guy. He goes, why are you here? And I said, wrestling match. And he goes, you going to win? And I said, not sure, baby. <laughs> he thought I knew. I guess I was supposed to sound confident. I'm never going to win. Ever? Not when it comes to customs. No. Uh, not when it comes to the yeah. customs, because then they'll think there's a prize. I'm a loser every time when it comes to oh, the customs. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you taking a gold belt out of our country? You taking, taking money out of our country? I'm not Nas with you? One time, the guy was like, do you have anything to declare? And I was like, no. And he was like, how much cash do you have on you? And I was like, I told him, and I thought it was a lot of cash. And he said, doesn't matter. And then said, have a good day. And I was like, damn, I wish I would have made more then. Because if it doesn't matter, okay, all right, let's go. I was trying to be honest with you, baby. Let me just stuff this bag. I do want to say that I've never, not once, entering a foreign country had my bag open. This is very much some weird white wrestler, strange charisma privilege. But whether it be the UK or Canada or Japan, never had them open my bag. Crazy, right? You you have an innocent look about you. I think if I loaded up a U-Haul with cocaine top to bottom and yeah. got pulled over on the side of the road yeah. and was wearing khakis with a tight belt yeah. and a visor, they would think I was honestly going to drop my daughter's stuff off at yep. college. And they wouldn't even open the back. You look like all the guys that they interview in Cocaine Cowboys that were like the big drug runners <laughs> for years and years and years that are just like... They're just guys. You know, knowing what I know, I would have made a lot more money in this business if I had just been running drugs the whole time instead of worrying about, like, providing good merch and selling things at a reasonable rate. I could have just been moving yayo. Let's go. Yo, speaking of merch, uh, Pryor's Danhausen shit is fucking The curse. Oh, my God. Yo, this is the thing with Pryor's. I love him with my whole heart. But as he gets more and more opportunities, 
it, there's like a pride in me taking a little bit of a back burner sometimes yeah. that I'm really like, I'm okay with it a hundred percent, but because you'll be like, what's up with this? And he's like, I had to do some stuff. And the stuff is new Danhausen shirts right. on AEW. Right. And you're like, this fucking rules. This is great. I hope you keep getting work yeah. like this. It's nice that they've kind of, They've they've leaned on him on a few more designs, and there's a few things on that he doesn't even really have his name on uh, with AEW that he's getting. This is, in the end of the day, and this isn't just a me thing, but like looking at like through through the people I know, like how many changes have been made to wrestling. It's incredible. It's magic. We are all. They always say that you should uh, you should. What do they call it when you meet people? to be your friends, but also your business colleagues. What's that called? Networking. You should network laterally. And that's my lateral networking has never been better. I love that. And if you're, uh, if you don't understand Effie, good. You, you'll die not understanding Effie, but I'm about to take the whole thing. I just need three weeks off. You know what I mean? I land, <laughs> I had to go back through, uh, me and Mansur ended up on the same flight again. And we parted ways in Charlotte and, my flight even got delayed. So I was like even further behind. And I need you to understand that at this point, I drove four hours to and from Charlotte. So there's eight hours in the car. And then I flew on four hours of flights to Montreal and then four hours of flights from Montreal. And then now I'm about to get in a car and drive straight through Alabama for four hours. So my legs have not been in between this. I've been getting beat up and thrown on the concrete. Okay. And getting tossed to the ground and, having people jump on me and having to jump off of stuff also. And we have our tag match coming up with the carnies. Now I hit the road in this beautiful rental Camry shout out national. If you just let me walk up and get in a Camry and then I leave it's, it's bananas how hard it used to be to rent cars. And now with this Emerald club account, I walk, I walk up to a Camry and I leave the beauty of technology, but I'm on the road and I'm like, I'm literally getting there at bell time. Like the show is starting, not doors bell time. And so I pull up and I think I'm going to apologize to her here again because I did apologize. I pull up and I get out of the car and like seven people start trying to come up to me and Allie Catch is filming too for some reason. And I just start screaming and I just start going, get the fuck out of my face. And I wasn't even mad, but I knew that it would get everyone out of my face. And then she stayed. I said, I'm very sorry, but I had to clear people. And this is part of being uh, wonderfully charismatic and people are drawn to me it's beautiful but i have literally this is my last straw i'm I'm on my last straw in florence alabama thank god there was a time change that i'll have to deal with on the way back or i would have been there at 6 p.m i said ali i really i'm leaning on you tonight i don't i don't know how i'm here i'm barely conscious like what are we gonna do she's like baby listen to me and we're gonna be okay now the show is going magic. I'm seeing people I've seen forever. That was the beauty of these Charlotte and these Alabama shows is like, I, you know, I started in the South. I know a lot of these people. I know a lot of people that are on the come up. I know a lot of people that have been working hard and I'm telling everyone to get the fuck out of my face, you know, basically in, in a professional enough manner. And we finally get to the point where our match is going to start and we get in the ring and I am starting the match, starting this tag match against Nick Iggy. Now he uh, once beat me with a roll up via dick pic. So he took a picture of his dick and threw the phone at me. And I was so distracted that he rolled me up and beat me. That's Uh, that's so funny. That match was given the fan voted match of the year for Southern Underground Pro the year that it happened. And I was given a medal. So uh, awards, I I got a few. Congratulations to Bussy, the indie Fightful Select Tag Team of the Year. 
Uh, we're also getting a crystal medal for that or some sort of thing. I don't know. Um, Can I pee real quick? Oh, please. Please. Glad we're hydrated. As I finally enter the ring uh, and square up with Nick Iggy, like I was saying, I realize my legs are not working. <laughs> you know, like normally as I would start a match, I would sort of trot around you and get low and get high and feel the feel the energies there. Uh, and I sort of like realize like, oh, this isn't good and they're shaky. Uh, it seems there may be some level of exhaustion to this that I am avoiding, but also... Uh, there's nothing I can do. I'm in this match now, and it's going to go all the way. Now, I'm not – there's no excuses. Plenty of people came up after and said they really enjoyed the match. They thought the spots were fun. They thought the match was great. Uh, but I got to tell you, if you go back and watch that match, I need you to know, my legs are not functioning properly, and I cannot move correctly, and I'm hanging on by a thread. He took another dick picture, and I didn't let him roll me up that time. And in the end, we turned it around, and the final move I hit was me – jumping up on top of Kerry Awful and hitting him with the sack rider. And at that point, I was like, if I, I could barely even get out of the ring. I tripped up at one point holding a man. I'm not embarrassed about this at all. My body fucking hurt. It was terrible. But at that moment, I also was like, hey, I started talking to the people that I knew were going back to Atlanta. And I was like, who's in your car? And they're like, why? Do you want to come with us? And I was like, I need someone to drive this rental Camry to my house. I don't think I'm going to make it. I can't. My legs are not really working. And thank God for ref Jesse Fields, who has experience from his time in the Air Force and has some kind of medical training sort of thing. And he sort of checked on all my stuff and checked on everything. And he's like, I think your legs just from going back and forth so fast without the warm up and it's winter and you're sitting for excessive hours. Yeah. It's kind of okay that your legs aren't working. Like it's not okay, but like it's a, a little expected that you may not be <laughs> operating on all cylinders. Right. And Thank God, Rico Gonzalez, the legend himself, who I've gotten to spend so much good time with him this year. Uh, he said, I'll do it. He was in the car with Brogan Finley and Bobby Flacco, who were heading back to Atlanta. He said, I'll do it. I'll ride with you. You don't even have to drive. Don't worry about it. Lay down. Let me know what you need. And I felt so taken care of and loved by that gesture. Uh, I will say, at one point, AJ thought that I had died. 
because I literally usually am in contact the whole time. Right. And if he texts me, I'm like giving him a call or whatever it may be. And I was zoned out sleeping in this car as Rico drove us home. And he was like, are you okay? What's wrong with you? And I was like, literally Rico is driving. I couldn't do it. I, but it is not like me to put my hands up and go like, Hey, I can't do this thing. So it was very nice to have that, uh, come out of your mouth and say, I need this help. But also it's, I need to work on it not taking until I'm literally at a breaking point where my legs don't work for me to ask for that help, if that makes sense. Yep. I shouldn't have to be kicked to my knees to ask for a favor. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm sure I'm sure you can explain further on this if, if you looked a little deeper into things. Uh, no, the co-star is doing those... Um you share a similar placement with someone else. This is what you both are like. And often the one that we get is um, <laughs> waiting till the last minute to ask for help. Goodness. What else is new? Mm -hmm. uh, I made it home safely. And luckily, laying in that nap, drinking you know some electrolyte beverages, getting some uh, food in me, some real food. You know, eating one chicken sandwich a day and some airport food is just not, I don't know, it's not sustainable. Mm -mm. Uh, and I'm learning that and I'm trying to keep better care of myself. But this this three weeks off is going to be lit. I'm very excited, guys. Now, to be honest, am I going to be working on getting this Patreon stuff figured out a little bit? Yeah. Am I going to be working on getting some stuff up for sale? Yes. I still need, you know, to produce an income in a way, but I also haven't had time to focus on these things in the way they should be focused yeah. on. So I'm just like, it's not that I'm not doing anything, but I'm making sure I'm taking care of everything. But I'm also not rushing because I'm going to sit down and watch movies. We're going to talk about more movies. Have you seen RRR yet? No, I haven't. Bro, I just want to say like, everybody kept saying, oh, you got to see RRR. RRR so good. It's so fucking awesome. It's the most awesome movie. I don't know. It's so awesome. Everything about it, is incredible. There's, I don't want to spoil. Don't tell anything. me anything. I'm not. I don't want. It's, it's all my favorite movies this year have been over three hours long. Damn. That's all yeah. I gotta say. Yeah. The breaks into song though. Oh, they're so good at singing and dancing and fighting tigers. Okay. All of it so lit. It's just grandiose. I love it. I need someone to be grandiose. You know. Yeah. Grandiosity. I can't believe that filthy Lydia Tarr got nominated you after what she did to all of her students. Segue into some questions. Hell yeah, that's Peter. One of our questions. Let's go. We're just saying. We're just saying. Oscar nomination reactions. Julie would like to know. Whoa, Julie. I've seen only reactions to Oscar noms without looking at Oscar noms, but I know that everything everywhere all at once is up for a bunch of awards, which is fantastic. Do you want to go through? Yeah, please. You have them pulled up? Yeah, I do. This is incredible. Okay. We're going to start with actor in a leading role. Welcome to Effie and Peter Burt, Effie Burt and Peter Burt at the movies. We're talking about some fantastic films this week with our Oscar nominations. I don't know whose voice this is, but it's Effie Burt. <laughs> okay. Okay. 
Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin <laughs> Farrell for Banshees of Inner Sharon, Brandon Fraser, The Whale, uh, Paul Mescal. I will not correct how I pronounce Brandon Fraser. No, I don't no, care no. that I'm... his name is not said that way. Uh, Paul Mescal for After Sun and Bill Nye in Living. I didn't see Living or After Sun. So I feel like I I'm either. not fair here. I but I, did you see The Whale? I didn't see The Whale either. Yeah. I feel like I saw The Whale. <laughs> I feel like I got it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. It's tough, dude. Um, I really love Colin Farrell. Banshees of Inisherin was so lit. Not everyone loves it. I haven't, I haven't made that journey yet. It is exactly what it needs to be. Um, you haven't watched Atlanta. I know, man. I'm so sorry. So the significance of the fact that Paperboy is an Academy Award nominated actor, it's 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 lost on me at this vapor. moment. Yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but Brendan Gleeson, Banshees of Inner Sharon. Brian Tyree Henry, who you would know who that is if you as, watched Atlanta. As Paperboy? In Atlanta, he is. Okay. And in he my He was heart. also in Bullet, Bullet Train? Yes. And it was he so was, good. Him and Aaron Taylor Johnson were the best part of that movie. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson played the young illusionist in The Illusionist. Didn't mention that the other day. Mm. I used to really not like him. I don't think I like him at all, but I love his movies and acting, you know? But like as a person, I don't think we would have one thing in common. Or I don't know. Long. I don't know anything about him as a person other than um, he maybe got groomed and is married to that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah. That's. I don't know. I can't. I don't want to get sued on here. I'm gonna not talk anymore about Aaron Taylor Johnson. Okay. But I do want to know if that's the... his real dick. You know what I mean? It's too big. Too, like uh, Willem Dafoe level. Too big. No, like yeah, like bigger, like. I'm not. I'm not. Do you know the you. Willem Dafoe oh, yeah. dick? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, and I've seen it, and I, because there's an old, there's an old Dafoe dick where you can see the, you know, because it was too big in the one, and they just said we have to use a, yeah, a thing. Well, yeah. there, no, there's a real old Dafoe dick, and I'm saying if it's, if it's genuine dick, that ATJ dick is, uh, it's, it's unmanageable. I don't know what I'd even do with it. I'd tell him to go home. Uh, okay, <laughs> continuing actor in supporting role. <laughs> the Oscars. Uh, Judd Hirsch for Fablemans. Uh, Brian Coeghan. I'm so sorry. Banshees of Inner Sharon. And then um, I am embarrassed. I don't know how to say his name. The actor from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yeah. Short round. Uh, how do you say uh, his name? Uh, wait. Ki Hu Wan. I think it's Ki Ki We Wan. Ki We Wan. Okay. Yeah. Thank Ki We Wan. Thank you. Is what I think it's pronounced because he is. He gave a speech at the Golden Globes that was incredible. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. It made me cry. And he really, I mean, he kills it. I think it's Barry Keegan. Barry Keegan for Banshees of Inisherin, which his character arc is. I'm not getting into it. I just want to say about Barry Keegan, I'm into it. He's the weirdest looking little dude. I'm all about it. Okay. The Queen of My Heart, Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. Kate Blanchett. I love uh, it. For Lydia Tar in Tar. Bing bong. We don't have to talk about the rest because she's going to win. Actually, uh, Michelle Yeoh and Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yep. Michelle Williams for Fablemans. On... I haven't seen Fablemans yet. I haven't. E- I hear. I hear. I'm just going to say this. I love films. I love films about films. I love films about making films. But I do want to say I don't think Steven Spielberg has been inside a Kroger in 40 years. So I don't know if I can trust that he's a real person anymore. Um. From what I don't want to spoil anything, but from what I've heard, that movie is he does not get out clean. 
great. But also, do you think he's mad because James Cameron is going to end with four of the top five highest grossing movies of all time? Do you think Spielberg thinks he should be James Cameron? Or do you think he's happy with what I don't, he has? I think st- do you think he's regressing into art film to cover up the fact that he can't make blockbusters the way James Cameron can? It's You should watch... Fablemans is... Something shifted for him over the pandemic, and that's why he made it. All right, I'm going in. And I think if this is... You, you could you can watch this movie and go, oh shit, he's done. Or you could watch it and go, oh shit, he doesn't give a fuck anymore. And we're yeah. about to get some weird Steven Spielberg well, let's, movies. Let's go with that. I pulled it up for the rental on the TV, and AJ walked in and he goes, oh hell no. We're not paying $20 to rent no damn movie. And I said, you're right, baby. We're not. We're not going to perpetuate that. Tar is now rental available for $5.99. And on January 27th, I believe it's coming to streaming services. Ooh. I'm not sure which ones yet. Watch Tar again. And then the last two, Andrea Riseborough for Two Leslie. Heard that's great. And uh, Ana de Armas for Blonde. And no one saw that movie, no right? No one saw that movie, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Poor Ana de Armas. No, never mind. I take it back. You're fine. You're doing okay, Ana de Armas. That's okay. All right, so I think, uh, listen, as much as I want a Blanchett win, it's a little too inside baseball, I think. I think it's Michelle Yeoh. Let's do Best Picture and All right, then let's hit me move with it. on. Hit me with it. Um, da, 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 Oscar music. Da, 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 da. Best Picture, All Quiet on the Western Front. All right. Avatar, Way of Watar. All right. Banshees of Inner Sharon. Okay. Elvis. All right. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Okay. The Fablemen. All right. Tar. Oh. Top Gun Maverick? What? Oh, no. Did you see that? No, man. I can't watch I this can't film, do it. dude. I can't, I can't do watch it. the. I heard it's great, y'all. I sure. Yeah. But it is. Listen, All's Quiet on the Western Front didn't need to be remade, I don't think. I haven't seen it. Uh, but I'm going to make the controversial take here. You ready for this? What? Avatar 2, Way of Water, is, is going to win Best Picture. Shit. They well, all counted him out. Last two, Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. Those are up for Best Picture? Mm-hmm. I haven't seen Women They're Talking. They're just kind of like... beautiful. Put but Triangle of Sadness, girl, what? <laughs> it doesn't seem like an Oscar movie. I haven't seen it, but it doesn't... Now, but no Babylon. Babylon got production design. Babylon should have gotten Best Picture. There's a movie called My Year of Dicks. Yes. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I've lived it. <laughs> I want to say 2014. Maybe 2015, 2014 too. 2014 was your, your year of Maybe dicks. Maybe 2015, too. A little into 2016, and then I cut it off. Okay. Not, the, not the dick, just the you know year of dicks. Years of dicks. Since we're talking about movies, let's continue talking about movies. Um, this is from our wonderful movie John friends. Uh, this is probably from Ben. Any interest in Sundance? There's a few films that may be of interest to y'all and the listeners. Uh, Cassandro, a feature film starring Gael, Bernard, uh, Gael Garcia Bernal. Yes, he's playing Cassandro. I've seen some of the behind-the-scenes stuff uh, from Cassandro's Instagram. Uh, and I think Cassandro's very happy with the performance Gael Garcia Bernal produced. Um, and As then Cassandro, El Exotico. Two documentaries about Georgian musicians. It's Only Life After All about the Indigo Girls and I Am Everything about Little Richard. Ooh, I'm all about this. 
Uh, we watched all three of them, and they were all at least good. The Indigo Girls doc was actually amazing. I imagine it would be. And there's a lot that I feel like uh, is mysterious about the whole Indigo Girls scene, not just um, as a band. Movie John, y'all's coverage on the baby Cronenberg movie is making me be there first day that I am able to see it because holy fucking shit. Someone who called it the end of all film? Uh, I don't know. Did I saw someone? that again. I know they said Seriously? that about Babylon, but I saw them say that about that one too. Hell yeah. Let's go. Hell yeah. Listen, just imagine, imagine you're David Cronenberg and you have a baby and it's crazier than you. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's bizarro. I man. love it. Let's go. When does this come out? Um, end of the month. What comes out this week? I need to go to the damn movies. AJ said he's not. I going think it does come out this week after our Megan moment, <laughs> <laughs> which I will not go into. Do you want to go? S- um, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to see everything. I'm rating Megan five stars. Follow me on the AMC app. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay what's a universally bad movie that you love this is from philip oh mine is tucker and dale versus evil i i think i think that's a good movie yeah see this is hard because i was thinking i about think flubber is one of the top 10 flubber yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah i'm laughing but i'm not laughing at my it's like i can't but it's true i'm not gonna it's, lie isn't anymore. there a thing in flubber where like at the beginning that it's supposed to be like him coming from humble beginnings but his dad owns a nike factory isn't that a plot point in that movie i don't remember this exact plot point but i remember flubber being up to no good and uh i think i no movies i mean there's bad movies like yeah brad pitt in cool world i don't think that's even a finished movie much less a good movie. Yeah. There are bad movies. But I think if you like the movie, it can't be that bad, can no. it? You know, like, is Homeward Bound a bad movie? You know? Maybe. I don't maybe. know. You know, All Dogs Go to Heaven is maybe a bad movie. Maybe it's not. I think all movies might be good. It's like like Space Jam is probably objectively a bad movie because it's just marketing for like an hour and a half or whatever. That was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid, so obviously there was some value to it. Also, I, I don't like when people tell me a movie is bad. No. You remember the Kristen Stewart movie Underwater? No. Oh, well, let me fill you in, bro, because nobody told me that this motherfucking movie was literally some H.P. Lovecraft Cthulhu bullshit. They just were like, Kristen Stewart, she's going to be underwater. Are you stressed out? And we got about halfway into this movie, and I went... Oh Jesus fuck, this is crazy. And then by the end of that movie, it was about the craziest shit I've seen all year. I'm sick of listening to other people telling me what's good and what's bad. I'm gonna tell Ooh, you what it is. It has my favorite Frenchman, Vincent Cassio. Vincent Cassel. I'm a very cool old French guy. I'm kind of uh, hip to everything. They they needed a big bad for Westworld, so I showed up. I am going to own the world with this sphere. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> That's a good impression. Vincent Cassel. We're gonna okay, have to crazy. We're gonna have to look into the films of Vincent Cassel deeper because his French exclusive films are pretty wild too. But he's been in a lot um, of great shit. I will probably never. Fantastic movie. Never need to see it again. Um, irreversible. Yeah, you don't. No, yeah. Never need to watch. It's. <laughs> I'm not laughing at the movie. I'm laughing at the fact that you. It's not like every Christmas you put on. It's a Wonderful <laughs> Life. <Right. laughs> 
No, no, it clears up by the end. Mm. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm looking at the coming soons. I really wish I was into the Creed films more, uh, but competitive sports movies just, I can't turn off that part of the corny part of my brain. I can't do it. Did you know that Nick Cage was originally going to be in The Wrestler? I heard this. And I still think we can make Nick Cage versus Nick Gage happen. That we would are be lobbying incredible. for it. If you are one of Nick Cage's many assistants, let us know if he's, as Nick Gage would say, why don't you tell us if you're a pussy or not, if you can really handle a face off? He would say that and he would be correct. Nick Cage. Are you scared of Nick Gage? I, so, okay. My answer for a bad movie. I can't, the two, they are inarguably bad movies, but they're so stupid and funny that i don't think you can really call them that i think wet hot american summer is inarguably a really bad movie but it's perfectly put together in a bad movie way like there's a running gag that they use the same sound effect every time something breaks and it's ridiculous so it's just stupid shit like and that's why i love shit hot rod hot rod is incredible hot rod is incredible come on my like my god i've been drinking green tea all day I'm going to beat your ass. Um, I'm glad they went for it. I don't think there's bad movies. The, I don't know. The, and the other, their other movie, Pop Star, Never Stop Stopping. Yeah. Pop Star, Never Stop, Never Stopping. The, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Incredible film. Incredible. Can't believe it bombed. But also, like, you know, I guess I get it. I guess I, I guess it makes sense that um, people can't handle real satire. Follow up to the question: When is the next time Bussy is going to wrestle in New Orleans? Haven't seen either of you live, and it would be great to experience. Update: Our local indie is going to have a big show of the year, March third. Fingers crossed. I am booked in Atlantic City, March third and fourth, I Damn. believe. Uh, I haven't been to New Orleans in a while, and or Louisiana in a while, because they are a weird licensing state. Mm. And unless, like, I get asked to go out there, I'm not going <laughs> to license with them. So really, it's a cat and mouse game of like who has a license and who doesn't. Uh, I don't have a license. If they want me to come to New Orleans, I would happily do it. Uh, I need a license. I need some blood work. I have the blood work, but I think you have to get it within a few days of sending to them. So it's like constantly just going to the doctor and getting blood work Jesus. for South Carolina, for Washington, for Missouri, for Louisiana. We're sick of it. Okay, this is from Kylie. The curse is finally broken, and Bussy performed at New South. Yes. There's been a curse for a long time. Every time me and Allie were both advertised, there was rain. Uh, events got canceled. There were raging storms. And it even rained this time. And, of course, it rained in Alabama while Bussy was there. But we had the show indoors, so the rain could not stop us. I still made it happen. If you met with me at that show, know that I was completely out of my mind. Someone on Twitter uh, I probably should shout them out, but I can't pull it up this quick. Asked me what I wanted at the show, and I said candy and cigarettes, and they brought me some delicious candy and a vape, and it was very cool. Loved Beautiful. That. I signed a lot of things, and my hands weren't working well. I probably shouldn't reveal this information. Uh, okay. I'm glad I got to see you again, Effie. Hi, Peter. Hope you're well, and hope to get to meet you someday. Anyway, love y'all. Thank you very much. Yeah. It's very sweet. Are we taking this show on the road? We yes. Let's do a tour. Yes. Let's do it. Let me stop wrestling for like four weeks and we'll just do a tour. <laughs> uh, okay, this is from Steve. Question for both of you: Do you have a go-to playlist? Maybe a go-to album slash artist when you are in a mood. Maybe something for inspiration or motivation. Uh, I go through very many moods on playlists and things, but over the past 
probably two to four years, I've consistently found myself uh, only seeking out parquet chords when I'm really pissed off about something. And it seems to be often enough because there's something about the way they just kind of don't give a fuck, but give a fuck about everything. Yeah. That really like zones me back into being sort of like cool with having my lip curled up and being like, nah, fuck you, corporate man. It's uh, it's what I seek out. It's not music for everyone, okay? But it's music for me. I have a parquet chords tattoo now. I'm that kind of guy. Uh, for me, in the same vein, uh, it that's that feels that what you're talking about knocked loose a hundred percent. Oh yeah, that there it doesn't go like two or three days without. Did you go see Knocked Loose with Will? Am I yeah, making yeah. that up? Hell yeah! And that was lit. Oh my! Had God. you ever seen them live? I hadn't. I hadn't. Someone was talking to us in Alabama about uh, some weird Texas show that had, I think, like, Power Trip and Knocked Loose from, like, yeah. 2017 or 18. I don't know. It came up. They're fucking playing Coachella this year. Let's go. It's insane. Not to Coachella, but, like, how, good like, for just them. Good, how the, like, when I started listening to them to where they are now really isn't all that long, and they super exploded from there. That's, uh... You want them to get that money and that fame, but I want to say this. Ever since Coachella and Bonnaroo started putting their uh, sets on YouTube for the show, I it's real tough to convince me to go to a music festival these yeah. days. I promised myself at my last Bonnaroo, I said, not unless I can afford an RV will I ever step foot here again because it just destroys you. And I think yeah. Coachella wouldn't destroy me as much, except for financially. Yeah, sounds like it ruins yeah. people's lives. But it's no, I'm totally like I. How I discovered Casey Musgraves was watching a Coachella live stream and accidentally just like, oh, what's on right now? It was her. Two seconds later, I'm crying and I have no idea why. <laughs> Someone Which, told me she's Dolly Parton if she smoked weed back then. Yes, a hundred percent. Hey y'all, I'm just this song's been weighing on me. I'm gonna play it for you now. I hope you like it. Um, Stone Dollywood. Wouldn't that be fun? Yeah. God, I love her so much. She's great. AJ loves a lot of Casey Musgraves, and so does my sister, Allie Catch. That, so, so it's constantly in my I peripheral rotation. I always have a female artist that is like the go-to when I'm in a good mood, because I that's like the majority. I do I listen to angry stuff, but as y'all are going to find on the playlist, it's mostly pop bullshit, which yeah. is lovely. Um, so... Carly Rae Jepsen has been my obsession for the Girl, past that new like, album. six years. Ooh. Holy shit. Yeah. I love her so much. She's pop perfection. She was my top artist like three years in a row on Spotify. You know what I hate for her? What? That out of all the pop divas, and she is a pop diva. Don't yes. get it fucking twisted. I mean, she got fucking Tom Hanks to be in one of her music videos. She's a legend and not a one hit wonder. And also, she seems the most approachable. Which, girl, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could go up to Carly Rae Jepsen and she would need to hear that I liked her music. Yeah. And I'd be offended if she didn't want to hear that. And that's a disgusting perspective to have towards her. But, hey, girl, love your music. <laughs> I'm cracking over here, pal. Last question. Hit me. This is from Rick. I asked this before about road snacks, but what are the go-to movie snacks for you both? I tend to go for the peanut butter pretzel nuggets, popcorn, Twizzlers, and a box of bottle caps. Whoa. Okay. Full disclosure, I bought a box of bottle caps the other day because yeah. I was like, I want to I wanna time travel real quick and see what this is like. It's uh, And no offense to Rick, it's a crusty candy. And 
Someone told me you could put bottle caps in water and it would turn to soda, and they were wrong. I learned that at an early age, and I felt like I was lied to. But I will tell you this. I'm also a big fan of Necco wafers, so... Okay. I will eat... I think bottle caps are delicious, but I also recognize that it's like it's crusty chalk flavor and it's not right. But them little root beers and grapes, that motherfucker hits. Um, it's it was weirdly Stockholm syndrome when I Ooh. first started eating them. I was like, oh, did you ever chew I'm juice not- wax? <laughs> Wait, what? You know, them little bottles filled with juice of wax. No. What are you talking about? Okay, so they're like they're little bottles made of wax full of juice, and you throw it in your mouth what? and you chew it like gum, and it only has a little bit of flavor from the juice. This isn't a candy with that. No, I'm not fucking this with is you. Real? We can go get them right now. I used to chew wax all the time, brother. And it's kind of like I don't know if it's like from the Great Depression, but yeah, yeah, yeah. You chew, you bite the tip, suck that juice, get a little hard chew going, and you just mash it that wax. Go to the driving range. <laughs> it's a thing <laughs> you've never seen this please guys don't make me feel weirder than i am but i did used to chew a lot of juice wax bottles i mean okay, <laughs> okay. should we get some you want to try it yeah, I'm really will you chew that wax it's just wax that you chew shaped as bottles with juice inside um I don't. It was my like brain is exploding. They right should have thought more before do. releasing it as a candy, but it's been around and it will continue to be around. We're going to the candy shop. Um, no, but I, I, <laughs> I think I'm okay with bottle caps because I like them towards the end. They're good. It's weird. Yeah. Necco wafers. Necco. I'm a chocolate pack of the Necco wafers. No. I love the licorice Necco wafers. Like, Someone gave me uh, licorice this weekend. Black licorice. What's your favorite kind of licorice? Salted licorice. Now, it's not salted in the way you think it's salted. It's salted with like an aluminum salt, and it's very common in the Nordic Scandinavian regions, but it's like a weird chemical process. Have you ever had the salted liquor? I think I gave you some over here one time. I think time you did. Of little dirty salt licorice yeah. coins or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's yeah. something very addictive to it. And I almost think there's like an analgesic effect of that strong of licorice with that okay. sort of whatever this boron aluminum salt is on it. Yeah. That as I say the words out loud that I've researched on, it's concerning I eat as much of it as I do. But I eat a lot of salted licorice, Peter. So is would you say that's the movie candy for you? No, wh- oh, yeah. We're back on movie candy. Yeah. yeah well, I'm. it's the one I would sneak in the most mm-hmm. often. And I like something with chew. But if I'm buying it at the theater, I'm... I'm going to get those little shitty cookie dough bites. Yeah. <laughs> They're lit. They're lit. You shouldn't be able to eat that at room temp. It shouldn't exist as a product. It's lit. You, I I switch candies a lot, but it's you always need something salty. You always need something chocolatey and mm. something gummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh I, I'm big on I'm I'm big on the separation of uh I think salty chocolate can be one and then I think you have to have a, a fruity gummy, possibly with a citric element. And having to need both is somewhat problematic because you eat a lot more candy. But the real key to all of this, beyond candy, beyond snacks, beyond popcorn, beyond pretzel bites with the cinnamon or the nacho cheese, beyond any of these snack choices of the movies, I got to have a big fat soda. 
and I got to be chugging on that thing the whole time. Yeah. I need my soda pop. I need my pee breaks. I'm going to chug too much soda or refill it. I'm going to drink a whole nother one. I want a petition to bring intermissions back. Oh, I would love an intermission. The only problem with an intermission is if you're seeing something heavy or wild, you got to walk out there in the same area as everybody and kind of go like, we're in it, aren't we? <laughs> like, we're kind of... <laughs> but then I think you also learn that people really don't... They don't take the effects of art with them as heavily, maybe, as I do. I don't yeah. know. I might learn that they're not as invested as yeah. I am halfway through Tar. Maybe they are, though. I, I do love it when I meet someone who I can tell is on the exact same level and is watching it for all the same reasons that I do. <laughs> like, I was on set today talking with a client just about how much we love Succession. Oh. And, like, we were explaining the complexities of the show to someone else. And it was just, like, it's really funny that we're, like, not selling this at all. Yeah, we're making this sound worse. These <laughs> yeah. people are horrible. Like, you're going you're gonna to dislike most of what they do. Reinforcing the fact that, like... There's nothing to hold on to the whole time you're watching it. No one is a good person. And then they'll give you something and then they'll negate it like two minutes later. Just immediately. Yeah. Oh, you want to believe in everyone, but you can't. You can't believe in everyone. We're about to record our sick Patreon episode here. I'm pretty excited. Are you excited? I am very excited. Today is the 24th Fourth. day of the year. Mm -hmm. I just want you to know, yesterday when I got home and slept and did nothing and didn't even stream... I was 365 days removed from my match at Hammerstein Ballroom with Jeff Jarrett, and it felt kind of beautiful that I went from the top of that mountain, the king of that mountain, to going, oh my God, I don't have to do anything for three weeks. This is incredible. What a different world I'm entering in 2023. I'm going to celebrate uh, keeping myself mentally in check. I'm going to celebrate sleeping. I'm going to celebrate time with my significant other, and I'm going to watch a fuck ton of movies. I hit my 24th movie of the year today on the 24th. I'm going to keep going. I need to put the list up. A movie a day? A movie a day. And some, day, some days too. But I want, it to, I want it to even out. I got a lot of films to watch, Peter. We got a lot of films to yeah, watch, Peter. Do. Yeah, we do. Now we got to talk about Streets of Fire, dude. Raven Shaddock. That's the character Willem Dafoe plays. I have something that we have to get to at the end because it's going to change the way everyone watches this movie. Whoa, okay. And I hope I'm the only person. I hope I'm not stating the obvious, but I really do think that I found a nugget that no one is hip to with this movie. Okay, I want to hear it because I'm fascinated by this film. I think it's wild. Thank you to the people of the South and of the great North of Canada for this wonderful weekend. Uh, I do have shows on the books, but I will tell them to you later. But beginning about the third, uh, I guess three weeks. Yeah, of course. I've said three weeks a hundred mm. times. I'm so excited. Three weeks from now, you'll see me again. I can't tell you where. 